Welcome to The Biggest Winner with David Hochberg. Welcome to The Biggest Winner's Podcast. My name is David Hochberg. I am your host, and um, it's been a lot of news lately about hurricanes. Harvey, we're, we're uh, doing this podcast at the beginning of September. Uh, Harvey already blasted through and dropped 50 inches of rain on uh, on Houston, and we all know all the challenges that Houston and the area around Houston are, are experiencing right now, and Irma is currently blowing through the um, the Bahamas on its way to uh, as a Class Five hurricane on its way up the um, up the Panhandle of, of Florida, and, and looks like it's going to hit ground, uh, you know, hit Key West and, and work its way up through Miami and God knows where else. Uh, we'll know more in the next couple of days. But with all this water going on and this damage going on, I thought it would be important to bring on. An expert, a water remediation, fire remediation, wind remediation expert, Corey Ambrose uh, from JC Restoration. Corey told me his title, and I had or I have already forgotten it. So, welcome to the podcast, Corey. I will let you introduce yourself uh, properly, and we'll start talking about water and mold, which are two huge stories right now. Yeah, thanks, David. Uh, Corey Ambrose, I'm the senior restoration manager at JC Restoration here in Chicago, Illinois. And I could tell uh, our, I could tell our podcast listeners real quick, Corey, that I've had you out at my house a couple of times. One to look at what I thought was mold, which wound out to be honey from a a beehive that uh, got in, somehow got behind the paneling in my screened-in porch, and uh, it wasn't mold. You looked at me like, "No, dummy, it's not mold. It's something else." And we popped the panel, and it was about a four-foot-long um, honeycomb from a family of bees that were living unbeknownst to me in my screen and porch. And I had a uh, cataclysmic event where I had a leak in my, in my um, uh, closet, my 30 by 30 closet that housed uh, my uh, sump pump. You know, I didn't want my sump pump exposed with my kids and everything running around. So I just built a wall around it, put a door on it and a gasket wore through and I had a mold farm in there and Corey and his team came out to my house. So I speak from experience here that I have used JC restoration. I recommend them to anybody that's having any type of uh, remediation challenges in their home, water, fire, uh, smoke, wind, and anything else that could possibly go on mold. Uh, so let's talk about mold, Corey. Um, Houston got hammered 50 inches of rain. There's still sit- standing water down there. You have houses uh, basically either completely submerged, half submerged, or um, one-quarter submerged. What do you do in a remediation aspect to bring houses that have been submerged let's just take a house that's half underwater the entire first floor has been underwater now for 10 days is there any hope in remediating a home that's been underwater for at least 10 days well yeah the the answer is yes the the structure of the home the building can be saved but you got to you got to look into the sciences of how do you mitigate damage like that to make that structure once again safe to be occupied. Um, starting directly with Harvey with floodwaters, floodwater is a very contaminated water source. So already, I mean, where that well, the water's been there ten days. I think it's pretty much common knowledge. Everything's got to go. But every people need to understand that we got to get all the finished materials out. Finished materials are wood floors, carpet, pad, cabinets, drywall, insulation. Get the house down to the frame. Um, sometimes you even leave, lose subfloors, and so you're dealing with just you know flooring joists and and the framing of the structure. Um, you do that based on the category of water. Flood water is very dirty, highly contaminated. It's going to be mixed with 
sewage and garbage and oil and just anything you can think of that it's going to be in that water. Now, once those materials are out, the structure needs to be properly cleaned, treated, and dried. Now, homes in Harvey that have not been mitigated are going to be blooming with mold, most certainly, especially in the climate down there, how hot and humid it is. Right. We've got all these wet materials, so mold's going to be going. Um, after you do the demo, everything's got to be properly cleaned. You know, if there's mold already growing, it needs to be abrasively removed from that material you're trying to save, like the framing or flooring drawers or subfloors, if you can save them. Um, abrasively clean it, treat it with antimicrobials, so you're physically removing the growth, then you're treating it with a chemical design to kill and prevent any additional. And then there may be a next step you take to actually encapsulate those materials, paint them with a antimicrobial encapsulant in case there's any deep penetrated mold to lock that in there so it can't reemerge. Um, but if you can't cut any corners in terms of mitigation. You can't go, you can't just demo it out and then put, start hanging in paint and drywall. You have to make sure that structure has been properly treated for the mold and dried. You need to dry it using, there's many different methods of dehumidification or desiccant dryers, but you got to make sure the frame of that building is, is completely dry before you put it back. Now you that, hang drywall. Yeah. No, I, I just want to make, I just want to add something. You basically, for my 30 by 30 inch uh, closet, which was a tiny job for you guys, um, you, you sealed off a fraction of my basement. You put a tent up. You brought in two or three air purifiers and scrubbers and, and gaugers. And, you know, uh, not, it's not a gauger. It, it, it's something that read the, the levels in the 10 foot by 10 foot area that you quarantined off, for lack of a better term. How do you do that for an entire house? I mean, is that do you have to basically quarantine the entire house and put up a, a, a gigantic tent around the entire house? Yeah, uh, the the answer to that is most likely no. Um, so you you witnessed firsthand some remediation protocols, containment barrier, completely contain the areas, create negative pressure within that area, so we don't cross contaminate your home as we come in and out of containments or as we start cutting into that drywall, knowing there's mold on it, you cut into it, you're going to be releasing additional spores in the air. So we need to capture that. We do that, one, with the negative pressure that prevents any of that contaminated stuff going into the rest of your house, then we capture it in that heparated air scrubber. Now, it's important to note that we did that while you guys were living in your house. So we have to do these extra things to make sure we protect you guys and the rest of your home. If the home is not occupied, if the people have been displaced and there's major demolition going on, then no. We can do a neutral pressure environment, meaning, okay, nobody's here. The people inside the home are going to be protected with their PPE, you know, their masks and their gloves and their suits, whatever whatever is called for. Um, and we'll do it under neutral pressure. So we're still using the scrubbers. We're doing the removals. And then, the mo- and then once everything's been removed and cleaned, you do an overall cleaning. So save the house four feet of water. Well, if the ceiling didn't come out, in some of these cases, they, it still will. Everything needs to be cleaned, HEPA vacuum treated, even the areas you may not have done demo. Um, but if it's, if it's unoccupied, the protocols change a little bit, especially when you're doing major demos. Since everything's coming out, well, um, you know, we don't need to do, we don't need to wrap the house. We don't need to do negative pressure. We just need to make sure that um, the people working in the home are protected and everything is clean properly post post the, the demolition.
All right, so let's bring it closer to home. Somebody is, I'll give you a perfect example. A client of mine sold their home and bought a new home. Uh, during the home inspection, the inspector noticed some mold growing in the attic. I recommended that they call you, and they did. And then they called another mold remediation company who came out and said, well, yeah, we could do it for a lot less. Can you explain the difference? And you know exactly who it is. Can you explain, because uh, I think it's important for the listeners to understand that when you're buying a home, and if, you're, if your home inspector finds mold, and if you let the seller uh, remediate the mold without sending in your inspector like JC Restoration, who I strongly recommend, to get an estimate, the seller's going to do the cheapest thing that they could possibly do. And it's not going to be in your best interest when you let a seller fix a problem instead of bringing in your own people, getting a quote and getting a closing cost credit from the seller to make sure that it is being done professionally and thoroughly from JC Restoration as opposed to having somebody come in and say, oh, yeah, we'll scrape it down and put a sealer on it. Can you explain the differences between what you would do in, a, in an addict with mold and what the other guy that came in who was substantially lower was going to do to remediate that and why yours won't come back when you remediate it and there's a really, 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 really good chance within the next five to seven years that mold's going to come back doing it the way that the seller wound up doing it and that the buyer allowed them to do it. Can, can you just quickly compare and contrast those two methods real quick? Oh, absolutely, man. And you bring up a great point of, you know, if you're buying a property that has mold damage, it doesn't mean you, it's not a good home to purchase. If you like the home, it can be good, but it's got to be remediated properly. Um and in terms of remediation contractors, there is no overseeing governing body. Uh, there's no EPA guidelines, and that is because mold affects people differently. So you don't have any governing bodies over remediation contractors. Now, there are certification firms, and we've got our certification through the IICRC, International Institute of Cleaning and Restoration Certification, uh, among others. But... That being said, not everybody in the industry always knows exactly what to do and how to do it. When somebody comes into an attic um, like this particular one, you know, and they scrape it and they fog it, but they don't do all the other protocols, like make sure that attic is contained. You don't even know if the whole house hasn't been contaminated, if they did it wrong. If you go scrape mold in an attic and it's not, it's not prepped properly, you can actually now impact the rest of the entire home itself. Now, I see people come in all the time, do a scrape or a paint or something that is just lackadaisical. It is not what the industry has taught us to do. And with JC Restoration, buyers do need to call us. They do need to make sure that it's remediated properly. And like in this one, the the scope was negative pressure once again, uh, chemical treatment and abrasive removal, and then a clear encapsulate because it was so heavy. Opening into the attic, it was just black. The roof decking, which is supposed to look like clean plywood, was completely blackened with different types of molds growing on it and green fuzzies and white fuzzies. And it was it was very important that a, a proper protocol be performed. And that's what we recommended. And then I know, and especially learning from you later, the seller went another route, found a guy, probably a guy in a van, um, that went in and the scope that he performed was just, it was just subpar. Um, and you, like you said, the buyers allowed the seller to get away with that. 
Um, and and right, and so that's it's kind of a travesty in the fact that hey, it just it wasn't done properly. Yeah, they saved a few bucks, but in the long run, it's the buyer that that suffers from it. But now, but it's the buyer's responsibility. Okay, if the buyer signs off, then buyer beware. You you allowed the seller who's trying to get out on the cheap to to do a low grade job that you're going to have to remediate again in the future, which is just dumb. Correct. Yep, that is correct. Okay, I just, I just, I, again, we we've talked about this, and and people have to be aware of what they're doing in order to protect themselves. Because if you let a buyer, if the buyer doesn't get their their own inspector in there, and and because because what would have happened? You would have put down a you know your you know your bid, and then the seller would have come back with their bid, and then and then the attorneys would have got involved, and then the buyer's attorney would have said this is a a thorough. Uh, remediation of the mold of a home that we're going to spend $400,000 plus to buy as opposed to this half rear-ended job over here that, that we're going to have to come out in three to five, seven years. Our family's not going to be saved because the mold's going to come back because we let the buyers go on the cheap, which doesn't make any freaking sense. So listen, we're coming up against our our, 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 our 15 minute allotment here, and I and I like to keep these right around 15 minutes, or else people will fall asleep and drive into an embankment. So tell you what, why don't you give out your phone number? Uh, we're going to come back with another podcast. We're going to record another podcast right a- after this about about fire, about smoke damage, and how you guys can remediate against that. So Corey, one more time, your position at JC Restoration, who I've used and I personally recommend. Uh, What's your position and your phone number and website if people want to reach you? And by the way, they are located locally in Rolling Meadows, Illinois, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, emergency response team. If you have something going on, a water water challenge, a pipe breaks, if you have a fire, God forbid, if you have smoke something, God forbid, yes, you call your insurance agent, but it's your your call. It's your call. Sounds like I'm from New Jersey. It's your call which uh, remediation company you use, and I personally recommend uh, Corey and his team at JC Restoration. So, Corey, your your title one more time, your phone number and website, and then we'll we'll get out of here and go on to uh, record another podcast after this. Sounds good, David. Yeah, JC Restoration, JCR24.com, JCR24.com. You can call us 24-7-365, Christmas Eve, New Year's, anytime we're available for you. We're the people to know when disaster happens, fire, water, mold, construction needs give us a call we're always available to to our chicago community um you can reach us at 800-956-8844 thanks Corey. we'll uh we'll talk soon thanks for everything you've done for me and all of our listeners all of our podcast listeners and uh i appreciate you calling in you've been listening to the biggest winners podcast biggest winners podcast and uh i'm david hockberg and i appreciate you listening You've been listening to The Biggest Winner with David Hunt.